sports and beer and so much more. Hottest topics on the cutting room floor. Bunch of friends having a blast. Get ready for the beer bread podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Beer Breath Podcast. On today's episode, we will talk about the NFL, um, particularly the Chiefs and um, some of the other teams in the league. We will also talk about Kansas State football as we come off a bye week, headed down to Norman, Oklahoma, and talk about Sam's stats, uh, Chicks Picks, and Fud's food on a bye week this week. So we will not be talking about those. Uh, but before we get to that, we've got to start every show like we start every show. So, Sam, you want to uh, tap the keg for us? Yeah. So, um, last Friday, I had pretty much had it with my phone. Uh, my current generation, my generation of my iPhone, I think it was a, I think it was a 5S, actually, not just a regular 5. No. Anyways. No chance. Yes. I got two. <laughs> Yeah, it was probably a one. If anyone had seen it, it um, it, it was pretty old. The, the crazy thing about it was it had been through so many different situations, lost five times, at least ten times, maybe. Um, I forgot it in Manhattan once because it was in an Uber. <laughs> um, it got thrown out a window in um, West Palm Beach by a taxi driver. Uh, it had basically been through a ton of experiences. And um, at this point, at the very end, it could hold about 30 minutes of battery life. And that was without running applications. Um, if you ran, if you ran an app, you, you had like a good 10 minutes. Um, and even the percentage of battery didn't matter. It would say 60, but then you'd pull up an app and it would be completely dead. Um, so basically it was the worst thing known to man. Uh, anyways, so I got a, I sprung for it and I got a new iPhone. So I think I've got the newest one now of all of us, right? What kind did you get? Do you get uh, 10S. Doug has a new one. Uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't really want to, like I didn't really want to <laughs> like steal your thunder, but when you were talking oh. about getting a new phone and. Claire went in, she got a new Apple Watch, and I was like, shit, I was going to get a new phone sometime soon anyway, so I upgraded as well, but we could just uh, edit this out. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter, but <laughs> it really doesn't matter at all. The, the point was um, just that I have uh, I kept my phone, too, because I don't even know, they, they weren't even, the, the Apple guy was, uh, he didn't even offer to, like, allow me to trade it in. <laughs> You have to pay them to he trade just, it in. He just offered to put it in a museum. He's like, yeah, there's a recycling fee, so we <laughs> need about 20 bucks. And, like, there's, so they're trying to get the SIM card out to switch it over, and they're like, geez, no one's even tried to do this for five years, and then there's, like, multiple people trying to get it. <laughs> um, anyways, I mean, it, it was a pretty pretty quick uh, transfer over, though. Like, uh, no issues at all. Um, the crazy thing about mine is I haven't had a home button on the 5, um, or the one we can just call it the iPhone Sam. I haven't had a <laughs> the iPhone S. The iPhone S, just S, not five S, just the S. I haven't had a home button on it for like a year and a half. I had to use the assistive touch. With if you guys have iPhones, there's a little uh, setting you can turn on to basically turn on the home button on your screen with a little button that moves around. 
Um, so anyways, when everything moved over, I had the assistive touch on my 10s and, um, I was like using it still. Cause mentally I was used to pressing that button f- like four times to close out an app and you had to press it like three times to pull up other stuff. Um, so I was like, shit, I gotta just get rid of this. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, pretty excited about it. I don't have to charge my phone. If you guys, if you guys all saw me, I would always have a uh, portable charger. So no longer have to live that life, at least for uh, a little bit until I inevitably <laughs> ruin 20 years. Until I ruin, yeah. Until I ruin this phone. Too, yeah. So but. 20 years from now, when like the next thing is out, Sam's still going to have iPhone Sam too. That's and true. What's insane, what cracked me up all the time about your uh, chargers is you use them relentlessly, but you never had like a good chart. I mean, not saying that they weren't good, they didn't work or whatever, but it was always like one of the things, one of the charging things, like the cord was all fucked up, so you had to hold it just right. Or it was like <laughs> one that you got from some company, like your company or some other place that you get like out of handout. It's like, not yeah. only could you not invest in a new phone, it was just like the cheapest <laughs> portable charger of all time, basically. I have like 12 of them stashed around too, and they're all like dead. So I try and squeeze a little bit of juice out of some of them. And you were just like kind of a connoisseur of sorts of uh, connoisseur. <laughs> you're kind of a connoisseur of sorts and it came to the portable chargers because you're like, no, no, no. So when you get a charger, like the best ones are the ones that have a cord already attached to them that you don't That's have true. to bring in your your other extra cord. That's true. That's pretty insane. So did you Very just true. charge your phone overnight every night then? Is that how it worked? <laughs> Yeah, so I'd charge it, it gets 100%, then I'd have a charger in my car that I'd have to plug it into after I showered um, and went on the way to work, so I'd have the charger there, and then I took the charger from my car and brought it into work, and I had it on the charge all day. That's um, insane. Could have also got a new battery mind. for like 50 bucks. You didn't have a cordless phone. You had a no, mobile. I, I didn't. You had a mobile corded phone. <laughs> in a bag phone. <laughs> in a bag. In a bag phone. Yeah, it's wild. It, it, what I don't even know if you would call it mobile, really, because it essentially <laughs> had to be plugged into a wall that was just taking place with it, my portable charger. So I, I mean, Jesus. So how does it feel now then to have like a real phone? It was just uh, honestly, it was so much less stress. Mainly just the battery. I don't really give a shit about the features. I mean, the camera's cool. <clears throat> I can actually use Snapchat. I haven't been able to Snapchat in um, like a couple of years since it would always <laughs> die. God. <laughs> the only time you'd ever get a Snapchat from me before was when I was plugged in somewhere. So they would always be shitty Snapchats. He's like limited. He's just on his desk, like plugged into the computer. He's like trying to go yeah. around the corner or some shit like that. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a rough life, but yeah, it was such a stress reliever because I can just leave my phone and like I haven't charged it all day and I'm at like still in the eighties. So, oh. um, it's impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, it feels pretty good um, to to move into this uh, this century as far as phones go. And well, the thing about this too is, I had a flip phone in college until probably like my senior year. So I had the oldest phones always of all time, which is 2011. <laughs> it's not like you're 40 years old or something. You went no, to school yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. What was that thing called? It was uh, Samsung. 
Samsung. Samsung. <laughs> Bad. Samsung. I remember it distinctly because it was actually kind of ahead of its time when he bought it because you can play, yeah. it had buttons on the outside so you can play music from the outside <laughs> of your phone. Con- I want to say Convoy. Yeah, that Convoy. Right. Samsung. The Samsung. He just had to use fucking T9 on his phone until 2012. It was so awesome. Samsung Convoy. I like it. What, what was the coolest about that real quick before I'm done is I was so skilled at the T9 is that I could text fully in my pocket without looking at anything, and like it was incredible. <laughs> Jesus, amazing hands in the pocket game, yeah. impressive. Yeah. So I was gibbering while I was <laughs> impressive. Well, from all of us here in the studio, congrats. Yeah, thanks, guys. On the upgrade, it's a big life event. We need to do some upgrades around here. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So my tap the keg is I've had a rough couple of weeks with uh, the law. Not bad, but uh, I got called to jury duty for the first time. So, November 6th, catch me at the courthouse. Uh, I'm anticipating, like, the only really, the only familiarity I have with that is, like, the O.J. Simpson trial. So, I'm imagining it to be nothing like that. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm there for, like, two months straight. I don't even know how that works. Like, because I shouldn't be able to go home, right? You can always go home in between. They let you out. You couldn't know unless it's a high-profile murder case. Uh, still, they board you up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like no family contact or anything. That'd be but really it's bad in timing. Manhattan, Kansas. So first of all, it's going to get canceled before you even have to go to the courthouse. We're thinking worst case scenario though here. Best case scenario, it's speeding tra- traffic violation. You're out of there in two See, hours. See, I have actually served on a jury before. Like gone and got selected. Whoa. How was it? It was pretty cool. Like, I got to miss work and I was... 10 bucks a day. (laughs) Well, no, but still, all you do is sit there and if it's an interesting trial, then it's badass because you get to listen to all these people's testimonies of what happened. You get to be a part of a select group of people that really only the people who went to school for eight years get to really be a part of that or more. Yeah, so... And I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but... I was going to say, can we ask what you were ruling? Yeah, it was a theft and burglary, or theft and assault case or something like that. But you feel kind of, I don't know, it's a different feeling after you reach your verdict and they go in and the guy just has to sit there and look at you while he knows that you're the people that decided his fate. Uh, it's just a different feeling. You feel a little empowered? Yeah. Oof. You're one of the 12, man. Rather gotta be judged yeah. by 12. Got a power boner. <laughs> power boner. <laughs> but we deliberated, like, for... You can do it as long as you want. You have to come to a consensus before you can take it back. And it took a long time. He better was there ha- for, like, three days. Jerry better hope that motherfucker doesn't get over at, like, three. Because I'm just going to take a knee until... I'm just going to keep opposing until, like, five. You know what I mean? So I don't have to go yeah. back to work. Use all your timeouts? <laughs> well, I don't think you have to anyway. Can you imagine? Your four-minute jury clock management. Uh, uh, what do you think about it? You <laughs> do you really agree? You just stand up to tell the judge. You're like, can you take a little longer? I don't want to go back to work today. Well, he doesn't do anything, does he? Yeah, he does. Well, we have to go in and decide he just, on the verdict. He decides when, you, when it's done, when you can go deliberate, or when you break, and that sort of thing for the day. Well, right, but I'm saying like when we're in the... When we're in the heated room deciding whether this guy goes to jail or not. And I'll just be like, no, no, no. And then everybody else is like, yeah. So, how that how does that go? Because you say you're like the lone wolf. Are they trying to 
Like, you would there have to have a people, leader in the room. There was people opposing. Like, you all had to, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But, like, some people took the stance opposite of what you thought, and then you fucking deliberated about it until they were convinced. I guess I'm kind of... a reasonable doubt. I'm kind of excited about it, I guess, because I've never been through it before. But also, I... But it has a really bad rap, too. I got a criminal case, which was lucky, because it was interesting, but you could easily get, like, something really stupid. Yeah. Do I have to take PTO for that? No. No. It's a law. No. So they, yeah, they will pay me my regular salary regardless? Yeah, and then Fuck, you get like four bucks a day it. for jury duty. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 20. It said it was 20 bucks day one and then 10 bucks every day after that. Lit. So solid. So I might be able to cover a couple drinks lunch depending night. on yeah, well, depending <laughs> where I go. Hey, Jerry, you guys want to get fucked up? <laughs> you, you trying to go down to uh, Finn's and get a couple pounders? <laughs> the other thing uh, that happened was... So, it was this past weekend, we were coming back, and, like, okay, so if the speed limit is, let's say, 70, which is stupid, a speed limit should never be 70, it should be 65 or 75, whatever. What? Why would that matter? Yeah, what does that mean? Because if, isn't it, if it's a, a multi-lane highway separated by a median, then it turns to 75? Isn't that the rule? Oh, my God. No, I never just, think about that stuff. No, yeah. right. It's just, just look at this thing side. that it says. <laughs> That's a huge act of Kansas to make it seventy five. I don't. Oh, I think there's that. a standard that it was. If yeah. if it's there's a no standard. There, I, <laughs> I mean, I speed limits are based on the road. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The state decides road the speed quality. Limit. Okay. Which, which well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Speaking to you can have a shit road. Like the only the only highway seventy five is four lane divided by a median. That's seventy miles an hour. Yeah, but so is I seventy is seventy five. The only one that's set is thirty miles an hour through residential. Is the only and one twenty that's on student and school, and school crossing. Zone. Yeah. Those are the only two set speed. Regardless, lines. okay, whatever. So that's on me. Anyways, <laughs> I so when you're let's say it's a seventy and everybody else is going eighty, what what mile per hour are you going? Seventy. Oh bullshit! <laughs> I got seventy eight. Seventy eight. What if 70. everybody else is going on I seventy? I usually set mine at like eighty one or two. Nice. Yeah, I'll go 83. I, I go eight miles over. Yeah. That's usually my max is like seven to eight miles. Nine, you're fine. Ten, ten you're mine, mine baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So, okay. Well, anyways. So, I'm going alongside everybody else, right? Like, there's some people passing me standing still. Like, I'm, like, uh, in the mix anyways. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going and somehow I get out ahead of these cars or whatever in a 70. So I get pulled, I like, I see there's a state trooper coming this way. I'm like, fuck. Because he puts on his lights. I got Bishop in the car. I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm mixed. screwed. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you don't want to get pulled Kurt's over. Chris going 90 you, with a kid in the car. <laughs> you don't want to get pulled over. Well, hold on. So you don't want to get pulled over when there's a kid in the car because he can start crying at any moment. And I, that might have been actually to my benefit if that would have yeah, happened. Exactly. But anyways, it just delays it all. You're ready to get home. It's after an hour drive. So he pulls me over. He turns around, flips the lights on, pulls over. I'm pissed. Um, Keely's like, "What are you doing?" And, but she's actually pretty. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you called him to pull you over. Um, he's like, he walks up to the car. He's like, "I had you going 87 in a 70." And I and I just said, and it was like, it was so funny because like that's just raw reaction. I was like, 87. <laughs> he's like, "Yep." And I was like, "What was everybody else going?" And he's like. 
I got you at 87. I was like, well, I was just going the same speed limit as all of them. He's like, yeah, you were out ahead a little ways. Like, mm, I don't think so. Like, I wasn't pulling away from everybody else. You're like, here, hold on a second. Let me see. <laughs> just take off. Yeah. <laughs> I was going hey, go back to your car real quick. <laughs> this Kia is going to really take your charger. Anyway, so he... You put it in sport. So I was like, well, fuck me. All right, well, that's... I don't believe that, but I was like, all right, whatever. And so he goes back and comes over. He's like, well, I knocked down to 80, but I'm going to have to write you a citation. So How do you I, knock it down to 80? That's what I was saying. So, like, at that point, I'm thinking, either you're so going 87 really going? or you're going not 87. I'm like, That's so was I works. going 87 or was I actually going 80 or was I going less than that? Because I was going the same speed limit as everybody else. Like, I'll admit that I wasn't checking it on. I had my cruise set to what I thought was, like, 81, which is still, like, a little high, but everybody else is going that speed. So, we asked, and I specifically remember this. I don't know why, but we asked Mr. John Brown our driver's ed teacher and maybe that's part of the reason i'm taking this advice but we asked john brown if everybody else is going 100 and a 50 how fast should you go and he said 100 because everybody else is going that speed limit you're more of a hazard if you're lower now it's 10 mile an hour so and that's a very dramatic example but it's 10 mile an hour difference so nobody's blown by anybody point is i'm going the same speed limit as everybody else and i get this ticket so i'm like how fucking unfortunate for me that I'm the one that got pulled over at all these people. Now I have to go through, like, does that hit my insurance? I'm sure that it does. So I have to get a diversion. So it's, like, going to be, you know, two or three hundred bucks. So, I don't It's just annoying. And then now everything, like, that happens around me, that's a violation. Like, I'm on Seth Charles. I'm going the speed limit now. Obviously, I'm, like, conscious of it. I'm following the rules. <laughs> that's Everybody just blowing by me at fucking 60. Yeah, they're going... 20, 30 mile an hour over the speed limit most times and like running around me and I'm like... If everybody else drove off a bridge, would you drive off a bridge? The second mouse gets the cheese, bud. For not going off a bridge? I don't know. The second mouse gets the cheese. Whatever. I shouldn't have been speeding. That's that's (laughs) the long and short of it. But at the same time, like if you're kind of going along with the flow, like that sort of sucks that I have to pay the price for everybody else. Well, he was just looking to find his quota for the day because I... Well, that's been fucked up too. I have blown by some state troopers before. Yeah, I know, but that... And also, he was coming at me. So, can they... Is, are, is their technology that, that good? There's no way they can get an accurate reading at two cars going separate directions. I should have asked to see was in front of the pack, though. Oh, come on. No. So, well, no, I get... No, the, he didn't know that. No, I, I could have just... That person could have been two miles behind me and come speeding up on my ass right at the end, and he just caught me. The last thing I got pulled over for was because he said I was falling too close behind a trailer. Not did that you I was say, speeding. fuck you, and then drive off? I did. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll do whatever I need to do. Like, it's annoying because it's, like paying a few hundred bucks like that sucks for anybody of course i'm rich now because we won the lottery this week but like it sucks because you still have to fucking do it and whatever i don't know it just pissed me off like you're not there to make sure that i'm not going a couple mile an hour over what everybody else is going like that's not your job Trey, have you gotten a traffic violation i'm a i have a seatbelt violation on my record and that is it Mike? I've never gotten a speeding ticket. Have you gotten a traffic violation ticket? Uh, texting while driving, which is also bullshit. I don't even want to get started. 
The most spiteful thing about my run-in is I was driving in college across town to another gym to go to practice. It was a 4 o'clock practice, and I left my 3 o'clock class that ended at 3.50 at 3.40, so I made sure I made it there. Then so the then guy followed me <laughs> all the way in a, all the way to the parking lot of the high school that we had to practice at. I got out, and he was right there, and I was like, oh, come on. All this made me late for $10. I was like, dude, come on. And it just kind of pissed me off, too, because it's like, all right, so what was I going speed-wise? Because you just knocked it down seven, which I'm, like, happy that he did that so I wouldn't have to pay 17 over. But at the same time, like, if I was going that speed limit, like, what's to say I wasn't going 79 or 75, which well, I thought it was a 75 mile an hour anyway. Where so. were you at? On Bill Snyder Highway. Okay. You could try barting with him. <laughs> yeah, it would work. Maybe I'll just like ask the judge and I'm in on cherry duty. Like, hey, what are my chances here? And he'll be you like, can, you can fight it. Can you? Oh, yeah. Take the, look at the citation real close. I got it right here. If you guys let me look at it, let me take a look. I'm basically a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I can. We can get you out of this. Oh, and this is what it says: alleged speed, eighty mile an hour; legal speed, seventy. Allegedly, I should say that for legal purposes. You write the wrong county or anything like that. You miss. You put the speed limit on there, so you fucked there. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't say what it is. I know people who've got us in pretty serious situations because the cop yeah. didn't put the right county on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started with a D and ended with an I. You do the middle part. D U I. Whatever. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the county. Me too. I was, I was like, like, there's no such thing. It's a D U I. We're like Douglas. That doesn't work. <laughs> Dickinson County. <laughs> Dover County. Is there a Dover County? cops are listening they're like i'm never writing the county down wrong ever again <laughs> it just kind of pissed me off it, whatever it doesn't really matter it's just like uh, like i'll pay it and it's whatever but it seems like it, it's Even, a for-profit type of thing like you shouldn't have a quota like you wh why do you have a quota you should just show up for the court date and hope that he doesn't show up well i have to say if it says on there i have to say if it's going to happen or not and also have you ever got a ticket on that type of shit before I'm not even convinced this was a real highway trooper it's because it's a carbon copy. Yeah, it's usually a carbon copy. I've never gotten a ticket. Um, but yeah. Mike is right. <laughs> brag. There yeah. is a chance that the officer retires before and or he just doesn't show doesn't up. Doesn't show up. They, yeah, he's I, out doing something. I read something online that says they only show up thirty to forty percent of the time. Exactly. But then what do I do? Like I show up for my court date. They're like, and then if he no does show up, then say and no contest and just pay the ticket and walk out. You're playing, the, you're playing the lottery right now. I already expended all my... It doesn't matter. I'm a fucking hundred millionaire, so I'll just pay it. <laughs> I'll just pay it at 17 over and power move him. You go to there and be like, I'm guilty of going 87. Buddy. You just bring, yeah. <laughs> bring your I own plead, I plead not guilty to 10 over, <laughs> but guilty to 17 over. So You just bring your own handcuffs and arrest the cop there when he shows up. <laughs> You're heading to the slammer, buddy. <laughs> You're under arrest for being a total, complete dickbag. Yeah. Like, you lied on this because you said I went 17 over and only wrote me up for 10. So, who's really costing the, the city money at this point? So I got pulled over doing 11 over. Uh, 41 and a 30 with a half full 
cold beer sitting in my back seat. Yike. Yike. Not ideal. I've so said, uh, yeah. the night before <laughs> the night before we were driving around and one of our buddies, I'm not gonna say who, was sitting in the back seat and left his beer uh in the back seat and it was cold. It was in the winter. So it was a cold beer. And it was in the cup holder in the back and somehow the but cop did not see it. Would it have been flat if he tried it? Could have been. Tried it. Just that would have been. Like, said, yeah, that's what I said. Dumb and generous taught us to never do that. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> I wasn't thinking that way. Instead, well, I would have gotten an open container still. True. Instead, what I did was I grabbed it when he was back in his car, pinched it so it wouldn't spill, and then put it underneath my seat. Eek! Fuck. You're a maniac, bro. Yeah, I did uh, get a ticket though. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't gotten a ticket of any yeah, sort. The only ticket I've ever gotten was texting and driving, and. I'm not going to talk about it. Nope. <laughs> that one will say where it was. Okay, so moving on. So the NFL, uh, <laughs> the uh, the NFL recently. So a couple different things on this. I think the first first main point to talk about. Actually, Sam, you do you want to take this because you kind of had the idea about the topic. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so for me, I mean, I obviously have not watched probably as much as Trey or as much as anyone, but. Last night, watched a good amount. Um, been probably watched a, a couple of the more recent games, um, uh, a decent amount. So, watching the Chiefs, I mean, at this point, uh, it, it seems, you know, kind of, you know, when you were prisoners of the moment and stuff like that. But this offense is absolutely unbelievable. Because when you're watching, like, you're watching these defenses and they don't know, like they don't, they, like the defenses are continually out of position. And then when you have guys like, was it the Patriots guy last week or who was it? They were saying that they'd never seen stuff like this or whatever. So like, and then you go down and you're looking at Mahomes' stats and, and everyone's just off the charts. Um, so I just don't know if I've, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we've seen offenses like this with Brady's 50 touchdown year. Um, and I'm sure the, the, um, Packers, the Fudgies have had some years with, uh, Rodgers that were good. Um, but I mean, it, it, what the crazy thing for me too is like, you're like, I hadn't really thought about Kareem Hunt until the last couple of weeks. It's like he's, he seemed like an afterthought. And then he plays last night. It's like, oh yeah, this dude's amazing too. Like, this dude led the league in rushing last year, but he kind of was an afterthought in the first three weeks, at least when I was semi-paying attention because, you know, Mahomes was thrown to Tyree Kill and uh, Travis Kelsey, and then it, and then you get Kareem Hunt last night, and he's jumping over guys and, and doing all this crazy stuff. Um, the defense, obviously, not really a topic that I was wanting to get into. They definitely played better yesterday. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's got to be nice for Chiefs fans. Um, not a Chiefs fan myself, um, so it's it's not something I'm biased in in saying that the the offense is ridiculous. Actually, not really anti Chiefs. I'm just mainly anti anyone being happy in sports when when my teams are bad. So, so um, yeah, go ahead if anyone wants to jump in. I think what's crazy about their offense, I, well, Andy Reid is is a mastermind at drawing up plays, and we were kind of texting about this too. Like he watched, I saw something he watched like every single game of Pat Mahomes' college career, 
and like started to adopt a lot of those things to make it easier on him. And obviously they worked like they hung like 60 points a game in college, but like for their offense, Sammy Watkins, who would be like a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two at worst on basically every other team is like an after he is an afterthought. He's like the fourth best one. He's a fourth best playmaker. You have Tyreek Hill, you have Jason or uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and then I mean you still have like I don't, I don't I'm not familiar with all the guys, but like Conley. Yeah, and uh, Demarcus Robinson, who doesn't even play. Yeah, no man, that team is insane. Like like you're saying right now, that's someone I saw a tweet and it was like, how hard is it to like understand or, or fathom that Sammy Watkins is for option four on an offense. And it totally makes sense because um, the year before we – like it might have been the year of or the year before, I don't know, around that time, everybody's wondering, why do we keep DeAnthony Thomas on the team? What are we doing? What Why is he here? And he always was doing some stuff on special teams. But if you've watched uh, much season, which obviously I have and I don't know if you guys have, but they do some like insane things with like – it's almost like single-wing spinnerback stuff in the backfield where they're like – Some of their motions are – Yes. It's just all this action to make yeah. you think about other shit. Tyreek yeah. is running 30 yards before the play starts and then does nothing. Yeah. They <laughs> run opposite of him. Well, no. So so you were talking about somebody commenting on the game and I think it was – I think you're referencing when Jalen Ramsey played us, when the Jaguars played us, who's like – I mean, they're one of the best defenses. Uh, last year, they were the best defense in the league maybe or one of – and Jalen Ramsey's like, you know, one of the best quarterback or cornerbacks, if, you know, arguably, if not the best. And he was saying, like, playing that game, he said it was like the most tired he's ever been in a sporting event in his life. He said he felt like he like did a track exercise. Like he was like running in a track practice for the hardest track he ever ran. Of track, I saw, I think there's four guys on the Chiefs that ran sub yeah. 11 second uh, 100 yard dashes. Yes, dude, no. So Tyreek Hill ran a 997 100. Yeah. If he ran He's that... He's the fastest football player of all time, I think. Of all time, people are saying that. He he literally ran a time that would have put him in the top... He would have put him on the podium in the Olympics. Yeah. yeah, like, don't tell me shit about, like, John Ross for the Bengals or whatever. Like, yeah, he's fast in the 40. He's, like, a light... He's a burner. Like, Locke is a burner. You know, all of those guys. It's different watching Tyree kill. Like, that dude, not only is he straight line fast, he's side to side fast. He, like... And he doesn't take hits. Like he, yeah. he. I mean, he's just a smart player the, and just dangerous. The craziest one to me was when he made that catch against the Patriots. He jumped up, landed, and then proceeded to sprint away from yeah. people. Separate. Yeah. When the guys were two yards next, right and have next a running start on him. Yeah. yeah. Like you're so like you're saying they play. I think Drake or Patrick's the cornerback for the Bengals. That's really good. Yeah. So one of those motions you're talking about, where you're in like thirty yards pre-play, he ended up running in and out and like tripped over and made a linebacker trip as the ball was being snapped like he ran into a linebacker the linebacker couldn't play because he was obviously like off balance and then the cornerback's like falling on the ground and then he Tyreek just jogged over into the flat and so you just took two players out of just because he's running around like a maniac in the backfield and Andy Reid's always been one of those coaches where it's like the first four to seven games it's like unstoppable and then somebody will figure it out this is different yeah like I'm not saying somebody won't figure it out and be able to like put some stops together, but they're a different monster. And it made me think about like, I don't want to get too far away from NFL since there's some other teams that we can talk about, but it made me think about like Mahomes as a QB and the the things that he did in college and how Andy Reid adopted a lot of those things. 
I've always thought, I mean, and it's, this isn't crazy, but the, the NFL is like kind of ahead of where college would be in the sense that, um, like their, their schemes are different, right? Their blocking schemes, stuff like that. It's more like nuanced. So they're just, they're smarter, right? There's a reason that they're at a pro level. Um, not to say that in like college, the passing routes or like those schemes aren't, aren't hard to defend. They obviously are. But like, does this, does this shift how teams draft? Because if you sh- if you get somebody who can make the throws and you start to adopt those college concepts, which are hanging up 50 points, and then you draft people that fit that system as opposed to like, we can have a power runner or something like that. I don't know. It's it's just an interesting kind of thing to think about. Yeah. It, I mean, it's kind of like it, 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 it's sports are trendy. I mean, obviously, there's there's like definitely like um, there's things that will stand the test of time in, in pro sports, but like. Do you remember it's a different sport but do you remember before the Royals were good it was put your money in starting pitching put your money here put your money there and then the Royals go to the World Series and then win the World Series putting their money in the bullpen and now everybody's buying the bullpen yeah so it's the same thing like what you're saying could very easily happen you might start seeing these little scat backs and little receivers that aren't necessarily the pro cuz 5 10 years ago in the last 10 years it was the Terrell Owenses and the Megatrons that are 6'5 230 pounds that can just box people out for the ball that's not really that's still a receiver in the NFL but everybody's moving towards the Antonio Browns, the Tyree Kills like you're saying, the Odell Beckhams, these receivers that can just outplay people laterally with these easy to complete passes. It's it's exciting to watch because you really do see people's playmaking ability. Um and yet yeah, the, the Chiefs can't man, it's just startling. It. Yeah. And you can't say like, well, they need to run the ball. They could run the ball. Yeah. They do run the ball. Like it's the fact that they can run the ball that's an issue, right? Like that's, I mean, a good quarterback can make any receiver look good or whatever. And I'm not saying that Mahomes is making them look good. I mean, they're ridiculously open a lot of the times. But, they're, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it, they're a different monster when it comes to teams, yeah. I feel like. I mean, you think about the Rams, who's another team in the NFL. They're very good. And, I mean, are they are they AFC or NFC? They're, they're NFC, they're right? Yeah. I mean... Rams Chiefs Super Bowl would be a fun one to watch. Talk about a lot of youth on the field. The Rams have a the difference is the Rams have way better defense. defense but yeah. yeah, no, like to even double down on like us being able to run. Like a complete afterthought is that Demarcus Ware is our backup running back, and the year before he Demarcus like, Spencer is it, <laughs> Sp- Demarcus, Demarcus Ware played DN for yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Spencer Ware, whatever Ware he. He was the leading rusher or one of the leading rushers in the NFL the year before they drafted Kareem. So, like, he tore his ACL last year, didn't play. But two years ago, he was, like, one of the best running backs in the NFL. He's, our th- he's like, our third down Isn't step. Isn't Sharkandrick West on your team, He's too? not anymore. Oh, he's not. They, they drafted another Robinson that plays running back. I can't remember his first name. Oh, the guy from LSU. He right. might Didn't be. they draft, like, the guy that was behind... Uh... Frenette? No, that's Darius Juice. He's playing for the he's playing for the Redskins. Oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. juice guys. It yeah. looks like juice. It's guys. I think he tore his ACL before. The, he's on the Redskins. He's supposed to be insane. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, staying in the division, somebody who doesn't have their shit figured out would be the Oakland Raiders, oh, who my. just on Monday traded Amari Cooper to the Cowboys. Just hunting for paychecks right now. I'm just hunting. <laughs> Traded They're getting a bunch on. of picks, though. So, yeah, Did they get a bunch, or just I saw one first round. Well, they have five they, they over have, the next two years. Yeah, they have quite a few first round picks. 
But well, and really, I, I mean, Amari Cooper was. Has he really performed at where people thought he was going to? Like he's no, been good. He's but- he's hasn't been good this year, but they've also been really bad. Yeah, I was gonna say terrible. he hasn't been good this year. He's good last year. I still don't think like Cowboys gave up a gave up a first round pick for him. I wouldn't have been happy if the Packers would have traded a first round pick for him. I don't know that the I Packers are my team, but my team, the team that I root for. <laughs> That's my team. It's it's just a long line of moves, like you're saying, that are just insane. That that hold uh That's. Yeah, he, they're making out there. The craziest thing was to me that they Khalil didn't make Mack. it a priority to hang on to Cleo Mack, but I don't know. They're pretty bad. They're really bad on defense, even worse than offense. And now I don't even know who their other receivers are. Jordy? He's like, he's washed. I mean, semi-retired. he's not washed up, but he's. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, so, so they have Jared Cook still, um, who's their tight end, but then Jordy will be the leading receiver by. Um, a hundred yards over Martavis Bryant, who they just signed back after a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's basically just Jordy. Yeah. Then they have Marshawn Lynch, who's hurt he's right hurt. now. He's probably going to be done for a while. Doug Martin, well, probably his career. Doug Martin, who like is fine, but he's not going to be your workhorse. I mean, he could be, but mm, I, if that's it basket you're putting your eggs in i don't know about that so who's making these calls is it you think this is a gruden thing or do you think that obviously it's not the gm i don't know what their situation is do you, i don't know i really have no idea who is Cause it, it's fucked up there though whoever is doing whatever they're doing yeah, well because what three years ago two years ago when Carr was like a rookie or something really good they were like man they're gonna win the super bowl in a couple years they're, they're moving mm-hmm. away from them they're about to be good again and now they're just Terrible. Well, here's the thing about like where the Chiefs are right now with the defense and all of that type of stuff. Like the Royals, when they were good and they saw the light, and the pro football is a little bit different than baseball, salary caps, shit like that. But like, it's time to make your moves and get a couple, like get a Super Bowl and be good for a couple years while like Mahomes is on his rookie money. Yeah, uh, is Tyreek still on rookie money? He's got to be on his first contract. Yeah. So like. It's time to make some changes and get some people in there and get Kansas City a Super Bowl. Yeah. Because it's not I, – I honestly, I don't feel like it's that far away. No. But they, you have to be a little bit better on defense because yeah. if your offense is flat at all, well, They've fucked. had some pretty significant injuries on defense too at the beginning of the year, which, I mean, they still yeah, are not great, but they'll be better once they get <laughs> – Eric Berry back. Eric Berry and uh, Justin Houston and I've, a couple of – I read guys. something that said the Cardinals are selling everybody. Like, everybody on their defense and offense is for sale, if you can trade for them. And there's, like, obviously the rumors that we were going to try for Earl Thomas before he broke his leg and flipped off his team. Um, <laughs> and then there's a lot of talks that we're going to make a push for Patrick Peterson, which would be sick. That'd be yeah. badass. What What if you um, – what if a team tried this? I, I'd be interested. I know they do it with running backs, but, like um, – so we talk about – players on their their rookie deals i know you need a quarterback i know that like obviously but you look at how bad the seahawks are since they had to sign russell um and basically (laughs) had to get rid of all their defense um so i mean you have to pay them though like you you, they don't really have a choice but like i wonder if you ever would get to a point where you're like dude we're just gonna play with fucking rookie like first contract quarterbacks um that would be interesting. Obviously, it's not the way it works because you see Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, blah, 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 dominating. But, like, a team, like, that wants to play defense um, or, like, like if you look at the Rams, like, you're talking about winning now, Rams and Chiefs. 
Like they got quarterbacks on rookie contracts. Like that's why they got money in other places. Like that's, I mean, you have to, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier to have a, a greater depth around your team when your quarterback's making what 600,000 instead of 20 million. I was thinking like when to kind of going back to where we were talking about, like, maybe teams draft differently like if you have and we can let this go into our like system qb type of talk sort of but like if you did have a good system and you could draft a quarterback that could facilitate those throws and i'm not talking like alex smith where it's like five yards underneath all the time and then like one deep shot a game that is thrown like 20 yards any way around the receiver not even close but like if you did have somebody who could sling the rock a little ways like mahomes is a special talent yeah and i don't want to discount that in the slightest, but if you could have somebody who could throw it out there and make the throws and put him in a position to where like you could keep all your other guys, that would be curious. I, I would be curious to see how that worked. Yeah. So the two things that I see with the team right now is if you look at the Patriots, the Patriots never pay what they never pay defense. I mean, they do, but they don't, they don't buy linebackers. They, they rifle through outside linebackers and like high towers. The first linebacker they hadn't signed up. wasn't like a rookie. Right. I think that's the stat right or something. So I see the chiefs trying to mimic the Patriots a little bit, because if you look at their defense, they paid Barry, right. And they paid Houston. I don't think they'll make that, that, that decision again. I think they'll do similar to the Patriots because they're trying to mock success. Well, you think about it. They had really good defense. Like, yeah two or three years ago. Yeah. And like they got to, to the playoffs and where they wanted to be, but at some point like, you got to put up points too Absolutely. to compete with the Steelers, the Patriots or whoever in the AFC and like defense, you know, defense wins championships. I get that, but like, yeah. the, I don't know. And the other thing that I had a conversation with a couple people about was like his, his theory was, I can't remember who else just got paid. Uh, on defense, but obviously Khalil Mack got paid. Like he got paid. And they're saying like, and he brought it up to Neil Smith when Neil Smith came to uh, my place of business, did some signatures for a, for a, uh, for a, uh, whatever, for a fundraiser, fundraiser thing, whatever, for a little showcase, whatever. Um, we were talking to him and the guy brought it up, uh, that has a pretty strong opinion on a lot of things. And I never really thought about it. He goes, in my opinion, the last big time contract to get paid on defense just happened. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, they pay Russians every year. Like, every year there's a new Russian that gets paid more. He's like, with the new roughing, the, the pass record, like, the way they're, they're calling those penalties, why on earth would you spend money on somebody who's going to give you 15 yards if he tries to do his job? His theory, and, and he asked Neil Smith, and Neil Smith's like, you're probably exactly right. He's like, they're going to get paid, but he said it's not going to be the same if they can't do what they're supposed to do. Like, we paid Justin Houston to sack the quarterback. They paid Khalil Mack to sack the quarterback. All these rush-ins are supposed to do one thing, and now they're going to start flagging Clay Matthews every time he tackles somebody. Why would you go spend your team's half your team's salary on a player you can't even do his job? So their thought was like, "Hey, this is all them trying to favor offense." And uh, he was like, uh, "Neil Smith said, yeah, I mean, it, obviously they want to do the same types of things that basketball is doing, where they want to put people in the stands who are interested in watching offense." So it's an interesting concept, and that's that's kind of what I see the Chiefs. Like, I don't know, I don't want to say they're staying ahead of anything, but I think they paid their last huge defender because Houston really hasn't done much since his, his fat contract. Big 12 kind of ahead of its times, right? Yeah. Way to go us. Think about, like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily translate in college because players can choose wherever the fuck they want to go. Hmm. But that's what I was saying. Like, in the pros, in the pros, they could draft whoever, right? Like, I mean, you could draft players that fit your system and they don't necessarily even have to be you don't have to draft Amari Cooper. You don't have to draft Julio Jones. 
while it would be nice to have them if you draft a wiry little shit like Tyreek Hill that can blow everybody out of the water with their speed. And then a quarterback that can handle the system. Um, that seems maybe like the way to go. I guess time will tell. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where this conversation's at in, in February. Um, I think with that, Mike and I were talking a little bit yesterday about system QBs and who's a system QB. And so, Mike, do you want to kind of explain your viewpoint on that? <laughs> uh, I guess the short and sweet of it is I don't really think that there's such a thing as a system quarterback because every single offense is a system. So, I mean, your quarterback is, if you're good at your job, you mold your offensive system around the quarterback, not the opposite way. It's not like, you're like, oh, this guy's a good system quarterback. We're going to bring him in, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. It's just like when you think about all of the other players who you would consider system quarterbacks over the past years. Why are they not in the NFL? I mean, I know there's a ton of reasons why you might not be. Like, I don't know. Like, it, I'm torn on this because I understand Mike's point of view. Mike thinking is that there's still a system quarterback because you can have Bryce Petty throw up stupid yards and he's where is he even as he with the Jets I have no idea I don't know. you have Graham Harrell who was an amazing quarterback nowhere to be found like you draft quarterbacks that are able to comprehend things and do it on their own make reads but not necessarily like complex reads and be able to handle handle those types of game situations because there's a lot more than just like in college it's almost it's almost oversimplified to the point where because the defensive schemes a lot of them aren't really up to snuff with like where the nfl is but i guess i mean who knows now but uh being able to put someone in a situation to where it's like you choose this or that yeah you know what i mean it's an either or in college we're in with pros it's like what a three three step read maybe four four reads in, this in or play. that or the yeah. other yeah you know that type of thing so, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Sam, what are your thoughts on system QBs? Well, I mean, I, I could definitely – so, Mike, do you think that in college, like, are we are we talking about college football, pro football? I mean, I feel like it makes a little bit of a difference. As far as, like, what you would characterize as a system quarterback? Well, Well, because, like, when we're talking about – like somebody just throwing out bubbles and getting a bunch of yards and he just, he can just do one singular thing. He's can get the ball out of his hands quick and into other people's hands. And a lot of offenses, Oklahoma state in the past, um, Baylor, obviously those type of quarterbacks tech, those basically those three teams, those type of quarterbacks, um, I guess I, I don't know. I guess it just depends on how you disc- like. I, we might just be arguing over the definition of the system or like something stupid, um, because like those guys, while they had a skill, it was just one skill. Um, so it's hard for me to say that they had all these skills that were, you know, they they were a good quarterback and they were designed around them. Because obviously those teams have systems, whatever you want to call it, offensive game plans, whatever the word you want to use in place before they have these guys come in. Yeah. So it's different in the pros. Like if you're talking about the pros, like, yeah, that, I mean, I get that more like you're going to draft Patrick Mahomes and do things that Patrick Mahomes is good at comfortable with. 
et cetera. They did, they're doing the same thing with Trubisky with Nagy now, um, from the chiefs. And so they run a lot of the same fly, um, and jet motion and all that, the, all the window dressing before the play. Um, and yeah, any, any good creative McVeigh does the same exact thing. Obviously, if you look at Goff, Goff was absolutely miserable his first year because he had Jeff Fisher and no offensive yeah. lines at all. Um, there. So then once they got a, a guy who was a creative mind and who was willing to work with the quarterback and put him in positions that he was comfortable with, then, then yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like it's definitely different in high school or high school. In definitely. I'm a system quarterback. <laughs> I'm a system high school quarterback. No, um, I think we're no, kind of on from- the same page where, I mean, Obviously, some of the guys that were good in college don't work out, but they were good in college because their offense was predicated around their skill set. And the reason they didn't work out in the NFL is exactly what you're saying because they went into a completely new system. And so I just don't think they had enough skills. Uh, They don't have varied skills. Bryce Petty had could get the ball out of his hands quick. Okay, great. You got to do 50 other things in the NFL. Yeah. So, like saying you're a system quarterback. it's kind of like saying you have like one skill. I think when people say you're a system quarterback, that's like, all right, you can do like one or two things, but basically you suck at everything else. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to put it. Cause you think about like, I would say the majority of text quarterbacks, this is not arguable. The majority of text quarterbacks have been system QBs. Patrick Mahomes was in their system, but I wouldn't consider him a system QB because he, does a lot of different things. He, his launch angles are different. He can throw it short. He can throw it long. He can throw it hard. He can throw it with with uh, touch. He has poise. Those types of things where a lot of the other, uh, what you would consider system QBs, like you said, the ones that are good at one thing, um, don't necessarily possess those the capacity to do those things. I sound like Coach Snyder when I say that, like the possess the capacity to... <laughs> to handle those different scenarios. I think when we think another thing that you could say, like a system quarterback, like Kansas state quarterbacks are uh, strictly system quarterbacks. I would almost say when's the last time we didn't have a system quarterback free Freeman, not even Freeman. Yeah. But I think the thing that we're arguing is you're saying that system quarterbacks in college don't aren't good because they're system quarterbacks in college. System quarterbacks in college aren't good in the NFL because they're system quarterbacks in college. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? See, I disagree, though, because they go to the NFL and I don't know. I just feel like that the reason that they can be good is because their system that they're in is adapted, whereas, like you say, Bryce Petty, he went to the worst team in the NFL. He's not going to be successful there. Patrick Mahomes had the pieces around him where they could fit the system to be where his skill set and where he's comfortable. I mean, when you go to – I mean, who's to say Bryce Petty wouldn't be good in Kansas City's system? Yeah, I guess that's true. But I, I don't know. I just – the whole – I always get caught up on system quarterback because literally every offense is a system and you can mold your offense around your quarterback to have him have success in the system. It would for sure be interesting to see what Mahomes would do on another team because you're right. They made that as easy a transition as a first-year starter ever could have. So many weapons. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. You put Mahomes on a team 
I mean, Baker Mayfield has weapons on the Browns. And he does, I mean, he's doing fine. Not breaking records, but yeah, it's exactly. I mean, he's not like, he's not breaking records, but he's, I kind of is actually, when you think about it with the Browns, like they haven't won, when's the last time they won two games? I think Baker's awesome. I hope he has so much success. The thing that is crazy to me is it's such a crapshoot to know if a quarterback's going to be any good in the league. There's literally basically no way that you know. Yeah. I mean, because everybody who. Because Eli Manning fucking starts in the pros and he's absolute garbage. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the amount of guys that end up being starters on an NFL team, like, I mean, obviously, no one thought Tom Brady was going to be good. They drafted him in the seventh round. And, like, I mean, Darnold's doing okay, I guess, with the Jets. Josh Allen is not doing well with the Bills, but the Bills are really bad. I don't, I don't it, know. It would it's be just interesting so... to see, like, what Pat Mahomes would do on the Bills. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's what? just so hard to judge anything. Once you get to the NFL and you're a quarterback, because some guys that you're like, no, that guy's going to suck in the pros. He ends up being amazing. Yeah. And some guys you're like, yes, this guy has a strong arm. He has all the ability. He's smart. He can do all this. And he's out of the league in two years. Yeah. I guess that's true. I don't know. Well, it's like, it's hard to think about. Think about like when we're talking in that situation, a quarterback that's just in recent history gone to an ass team, like a huge ass team. (laughs) <laughs> and made them good. You can't really say the Rams with Goff because they got so many weapons after he came in. Yeah. So it's like basically you would have to be thinking of, I don't know, would it be, was Cam, was Carolina terrible? I would say Cam was one of them. Yeah, um, possibly. Which makes him kind of more impressive because he's, he's done everything and they really haven't gotten him many weapons at all. As much um, as I hate to say this, what about, like, Russell? Because he didn't have very many. I guess he had Marshawn Lynch. No, wasn't he, like, a second rounder and they were already good, though? Were they good? I don't know. They were a quarterback Marshawn, before. Marshawn Lynch, remember, they, they at least made the playoffs when he did the hold my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but from a wide receiver standpoint. Yeah. They've never really had good. I, yeah, they've never had good wide receivers, have they? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, Wallace. Yeah, it's true. All-time name, K-State, K-State player. Speaking of K-State, so just real quick here before we wrap up on the show, um, Kansas State has Oklahoma this weekend. I know Sam has been working on some stats, so Sam, you want to give us a little insight into what you're working on? Yeah, so basically I I took a a breakdown, probably one millionth of what an actual film breakdown is because I just watched the TV um, film, which is nowhere near what you would need. Um, and without the actual play sheet makes it tougher for different things. But I basically collected a, a bunch of different data points, talked about it last week. Um, and I've gone through it. I'm going to have to do some more, um, work on it, but just some, some little quick, interesting ones. These ones aren't hopefully as good as what I'll come up with, but, um, we had on 20, I guess I didn't realize this, but on 25 of our 47 called runs, we pulled linemen and it was usually two linemen or more. Like we'd always pull one or two. And there were even times when Dalton would pull from the right side around on a give all the way to basically the left side sweep. So it was insane <laughs> watching these linemen get around, um, and it's actually really fun to watch. I sent a few of the plays to you guys when I was watching them to watch when we do like an inside 
like wham play or something like that where we pull and they fit in the holes and when the pulling works well and um like you they get up in there was one play for Barnes's touchdown where we pulled the left tackle left guard and left tight end or something like that the tight end might have been flanked back but it was basically they pulled to the right side it was a handoff to Barnes and it was just one fit two fit three fit like they just it was like how you draw it up but it never actually works like that all right first guy you block the first guy second guy you block the next guy third guy you get to the third level and you block the safety is coming down it's like all right fuck that it's always just mayhem and if for for linemen like when 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 we know or we know the the three of us who who played linemen um when you pull like it looks on tv when you're watching you're like dude what's that lineman doing like that guy's right next to him it's like dude when you're pulling first of all you are out athleted like athleticism speed everything by these tiny guys and you're just like the game's moving a hundred times faster than it looks like when you're watching TV. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to get your feet right and you're trying to get in the hole before the running back runs you over. Um, and like everyone's scraping across you cause no one wants to get in your way. Cause if you do get on them, then you just swallow them alive. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, just some of the, the other stats were, were interesting to, to look at. I'm just looking at basically defenders in the box, kind of what we do on, what our tendencies are on different downs and, and everything like that. So it's, I mean, it's pretty interesting. It, it took a game that the game maybe is not a great example just because how successful we were at running against like all fronts. Um, but some of the, the things that just stand out to me right now, we had seven passes versus five man front and only two runs. Like obviously scholars got to do a better job at, at getting us into runs versus five and and a five-man box, you should almost be running Exclusively. 99%. Yeah, 99% of the time. There were a few times where he didn't check into something or um, there, there are just times it, it, the when you watch the or when I, when you watch the film, <laughs> uh, you'll see. I sound like Merrill Hodge or whoever those assholes are on TV. Uh, Joss, but yeah, Hodge, you picked up the most insane one. <laughs> He always says when you watch the film, oh, Jaworski, that's it. Yeah, about. Joss. I watched 42 hours of film last <laughs> night. Uh, but, yeah, you can just realize, you, you pick up on some of the, the things that, and, you know, you get a little angrier. And But, I don't know, there, there's still things about quarterback play that are just not even up to average. Um, so, hopefully, we can just stay super simple the rest of the year. Um, he... I don't know if he'll get the checking to the new plays and stuff, but I don't want to get into that. Basically, I'm going to keep looking into the data and, and come out with a, a few little stats that I'll, I'll tweet out this week sometime. Um, I'm interested. Just, I was going to say, I'm, I'm interested to see if uh, we keep rolling with like the modified wishbone formation where we had all three running backs in the game at the same time. Because that was insane. <laughs> That was so nuts. So I was putting drop downs at different formations, and I was like, oh, I got to make a three running back, two tight ends, a <laughs> uh, little drop down on my play sheet to uh, to plug in there because that, that was nuts. It's an awesome formation, though, and they didn't know yeah. what the fuck was going on. Oh, yeah. Excited for plus, that. Excited for that to plus, be released. 
Yeah, plus Silman got his first snaps of the year in those <laughs> formations. <laughs> Who knows why he doesn't play, but poor guy. Yeah, no kidding. All right, well, we'll look forward to uh, seeing Sam's stats here. Uh, maybe a little hashtag there, Sam's stats. Ooh, Has like kind it. of a nice ring to it. So look forward to seeing that this week. Should we wrap up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we will go around last call, Dom. If you can't do the time, don't do the crime, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like ages ago we talked about that, but yeah, don't be speeding, especially with the kid in the car. Jesus Christ! Yeah, baby on board. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> baby on board. <laughs> Need to get one of those stickers. Remind me. I'll just put it in the front windshield yeah, instead yeah. of the back, though, so I can remind myself. Yeah, are you guys gonna get one of those stickers with the families on them? Yeah, it has like the stick figures and the little one that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'll with a power cat on the shirt. Power cat shirt. Yeah, Sam. Um, yeah. So my last call would be um, getting into a, a little more NFL this year, and unbiasedly, I mean, fantasy is fantasy, and we all you know complain about that all the time. But um, just has been enjoyable to watch the Chiefs. If I can just mute Twitter and not have to look at all the stupid Chiefs fans on there. <laughs> um, get super happy but yeah i mean the creative offense i don't know it's just a fun game to watch last night i think it was because the first time i well besides the week before that but the last couple weeks have been the first times i've been able to watch so it's been uh it's just pretty pretty exciting to watch trey i've just sitting here uh i've always said about most sports that i've always would have a lot more respect for, I already have an insane amount of respect for pro athletes, but I've always like personally respected it more when I've seen somebody of that caliber. Like I used to scrimmage Shimmy Ojale, who's a huge behemoth of a dude, and that made you understand like what the NBA has. And oh, yeah, I would like I would get totally totally embarrassed, but I'd like to get into like decent shape and just try to for two seconds run with Tyreek Hill like on a route, <laughs> and then I would just respect it all that much more. <laughs> I would only be running about two seconds yeah. before I passed out and he was at the 50. My only line. hope would be to actually tackle him. I'd love to use that on video. Running. Oh, my God. That would be insane. Anyways, that's all I got. Have him on the podcast and yeah. do a little runoff here. Yeah. If we can. Two-minute Tuesday of trade trying to race. I, I don't want to race him. I don't know. I just want to, like, let him bust me like I'm trying to defend him as a corner. And I just want to be like, okay, I'm good. Now I understand what these dumbasses have to do every week. Hey, if. Andy what if we Reed, had all five of us against Tyreek Hill? We'd lose. If Andy <laughs> Reid was watching last week's Two Minute Tuesday and saw Mike Scotch there oh, uh, yeah. running some drills, you might be getting a call, Good bud. To watch out. out, Cream Hunt. Watch yeah. out. <laughs> Good to try out. Mike. Um, I couldn't think of anything for last call, and I know this is going back to uh, Wednesday's episode, but uh, I just want to say good luck to everybody on the Titanic 2's maiden voyage, and uh, that's it. Hopefully, better luck this time. <laughs> Second time's a charm. GG. <laughs> um, so I'll echo Sam's comment on uh, the Chiefs. I, I'm not a huge Chiefs fan by any means uh, at all, actually. Um, but I kind of get excited to watch the games just because it's like a video game. It's like I've always liked college football more than pro football. And it's like introducing a little bit of college back because you've never had those uh, – athletes be able to like pull away from pro athletes but they are now so it's a it's kind of a different type of entertainment so looking forward to seeing them i think it's not really an opposite jinx because i don't particularly care if the packers aren't going to be in it um no i should say i care if the packers are in it if the packers aren't in it i don't particularly care who wins as long as it's not another uh nfc north team but i I, am gonna but i'm gonna put uh 
the Chiefs in there. Chiefs Rams. Oof. SB, whatever we're on. Hey, are we over the hill next week? I think we are. Is it over the hill 40? I thought it was, it's either 50 or 60. Probably move it back as we learn to live longer. No, over the hill 40 or 50. I don't know. I don't know. It can't be 40. Proxy over the hill is like halfway, right? It can't be 40. Be well, I'm not going to live to be 100. It can't be 60. Over the hill would not be 60. Can you imagine that mean that you would look to maybe I don't think it's technically half of your life. I don't think it's technically saying half your life. I well, think that's it's a silly saying then. Half century. Can you imagine when over the hill is like 16? <laughs> oh, you're turning halfway 16. There. You're oh, halfway is, there, dude. It is 40. What the hell? Yeah, okay, I changed my last call to Dom thinks over the hill is 60. <laughs> oh, sorry that I'm fucking trying to live my life. You're 40 years old, and I'm going to say, yeah, you're over the hill. How old does that fucking make you feel? Well, we're way That's why everybody hates turning That's why it's 40. It's a joke, I think. That's fucked up. <laughs> Although, <laughs> over, the, over the hill is going to switch because people are starting to live longer. Yeah. Old, yeah so like I said, guys. old people are getting younger. That is. They <laughs> are. Every year. That is a Yogi Berra quote if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Yogi Berra? Old people Berra are getting said. younger. I mean, they, you think about it. It's people mid- don't go there anymore. It's, it's like too a crowded. Chinese proverb. <laughs> People don't go there anymore. It's too yeah, it's we should read those on the ne- yeah. We should read those on the next. One, one of them was like he ordered a pizza and they asked him if he want ten slices or eight, and he said eight because he didn't think he could finish ten slices. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that was one of them. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. All right, all right. Well, catch us next week for our ten plus over the hill. Ten minus, really, but we're over the hill. It's the big fifty, the five zero on our 50. Halloween episode, no less. Big time, Halloween. spooky, 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 spooky episode. All right, so, all right.